Hey, all you fantasy players out there. This is Will uh, and Nick introducing a brand new We Know Fantasy pod where we are going to be focusing on all of your Dynasty and Debbie content. Um, you can find me on Twitter at William Uryan. And Nick, you want to throw out your handle? Yeah, thanks, Will, for having me on. You can find me on Twitter at FBMechanic as well as on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Mechanic. Awesome. So this is the the newest show that we've got on the We Know Fantasy brand. Um, if, if you guys aren't as familiar, we, we do have pods coming out daily. Um, so check out our content on Mondays. We're going to get you your waiver wire wish list. Tuesdays is going to be the Samuels vs. Schlanger podcast, which is a must listen if you're into hearing someone argue with themselves. Wednesdays, we're going to have uh, Nate bringing on special guests each week. Thursday, you'll, you'll get a, a hodgepodge of all of our contributors talking about anything fantasy football. Fridays, again, we'll get a Samuel and Schlanger episode. Saturdays, you'll get a DFS pod to make some money, run down the lineups on FanDuel and DraftKings. And on Sunday, you'll get this podcast, the Dynasty Debbie pod. And earlier on Sunday before the games, we can get all your rankings questions answered. Your start sits on Twitch with Brian. So hit us up. You can find the, the We Know Fantasy brand on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or read our articles on the web at weknowfantasy.com. Being the inaugural episode of the Dynasty and Debbie podcast, we thought it would make sense to kind of take a pause for the NFL season where we're at right now. And Nick and I are going to run through our top 12 Dynasty assets at each position. Uh, so we'll be running through our top quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Um, so hopefully you'll, you'll see some names on here that you may not be as familiar with this year but guys that we really expect to, to start coming on either at the end of this year or in the future. Um, so keep an eye out for those, those little nuggets and see if you can get those guys on your squad before anyone else realizes how good they're going to be. So Nick, uh, you want to go ahead and get it started? Uh, we'll count down on quarterbacks if you want to start with your number 12. Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, um, just to throw out there, I didn't update my rankings so far for the Week 12's games, uh, considering we didn't get a chance to digest the action so far. But um, he's playing right now. I have Aaron Rodgers, who's, you know, yeah, he's aging, but I have him at the 12 spot, even in Dynasty. Um, he just continues to put up numbers and looks real solid playing still at his age. I like it, yeah. The uh, the draft pick there, Jordan Love to motivate him, seems to have really worked out in Green Bay. Um, you know, I think people would take a, a draft pick there to motivate their all pro QB for another few years. So I actually am going Carson Wentz, who uh, has been a little bit brutal this year, to be honest. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that are throwing some hate, but he's still young. Uh, his contract is still going to be there for several years. Uh, I don't think we can really project him to lose his job despite the struggles, unless it really keeps going. Um, but this year you have to remember his offensive line has been, beat up his wide receivers have been beat up for the last few years in a row um, and he's still producing so I tend to think they'll eventually get it figured out they'll get healthy at least one of these years uh, so I think the best is yet to come for Carson Wentz yeah I mean as the uh, we know fantasy resident Eagles fan I kind of hope so um, as you mentioned you know the wide receivers being a hodgepodge the, the, the offensive line just being brutal um I'm a little concerned with the, the recent news that Jalen Hurts is going to get some increased snap counts um, without Wentz on the field tomorrow night. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But yeah, I agree. He's still young. 
still got nice size. Um, I hope he can produce in the future, um, especially as an Eagles fan. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, for me, my the, the next guy I have ranked uh, is Tua Tagovailoa. Um, you know, just seeing his accuracy, uh, seeing this team, um, you know, they have weapons. I think that they have picks. They're going to go and, and grab more weapons in the 2021 draft. Um, I'm still interested. The, the jury's still out on Tua as far as I'm concerned. I want to see what he has. But, you know, knowing how accurate he is and the way he plays the game and his toughness, um, I think he is a grab late um, in, in dynasty leagues. You know what I mean? You know, down there around a 10, 11, 12 spot. I think he's definitely worth a shot. Uh, be interesting to see what his future holds, though. Yeah, I'm actually in agreement there. I've got Tua in the 11 spot as well, um, basically for the reasons that you just laid out. Um, I mean, if you think back to the NFL draft last year, um, I mean, before Clemson went on their run and uh, – Sorry, LSU went on their run with Joe Burrow. It's, it's Clemson this year, and everyone's looking for Trevor. Um, it, it had been tank for Tua um, until his injury, so Joe Burrow was able to kind of sneak in there and, and get that uh, first pick draft capital, but Tua was still a, a top-five pick. Um, he's got the mobility. Um, he's got the accuracy that you mentioned, and and frankly, I, I really like the Miami weapons that they're putting around him. Um, you got Gesicki as a really solid tight end, Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, when he gets healthy again, um, it, it's a nice, solid receiving core. Yeah, I mean, I really wouldn't be surprised if um, with one of their first um, or with one of their two first round draft picks, they don't go and get a Jalen Waddle, hoping his injury is, you know, fully healed or a Devonta Smith from both from Alabama at, you know, to, you know, have that connection with Tua that Tua had with them while he was in Alabama to kind of help him along. So that wouldn't surprise me if they draft Wilder or Smith. Yep. Totally agree with the thought process there. Um, So I'm going to actually show you at 10, I've got another rookie, Joe Burrow, who I just mentioned. Um, I think some people would actually probably have him even higher, um, but I'm going to bump him down due to his injury. Not that I'm necessarily worried about his, you know, overall career longevity, Um, although if Cincinnati doesn't get that offensive line figured out, maybe we need to think about that. Um, but he came out, he was producing as a rookie. Um, the future is super bright for him. I love the setup he's got, but, uh, yeah, being injured right now kind of drops him down a few slots in my rankings. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a shame to see what happened with the injury and everything like that. I hope he comes back fully healthy and fully recovered. Um, I know there was talk about he may not start the 2021 season on time, uh, you know, yeah, that's definitely a concern, but if Cincinnati, you know, if they build right, like you said, with their offensive line, Joe Burrow's future, the sky's the limit with his future and with that team. So interested to see what happens. But, yeah, I love him there in that spot. Uh, for me, next on the list, I got Dak Prescott, another quarterback who kind of dropped down my list because of the injury. I want to see how he recovers. Um, I want to see what his timetable is for getting back on the field. So I have him there at nine. Um, I like Dak Prescott. I know that that might be rough as an Eagles fan to say, but you know, he, he is talented. He's a leader. I mean, you've seen the way the whole, you know, NFL players and everything kind of, you know, uh, felt for the guy when he sustained that injury, but you know, Dak's a guy who, if he's fully recovered, he's easily going to jump up these rankings. If you have him now in, in, in a dynasty league, he's definitely, definitely worth a hold. I wouldn't be selling Prescott. If anything, I'd be trying to buy him on the low right now. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, 
you'll see why here in in a few minutes. Um, I do have to ask though with Dak, do you have any concerns about the contract situation? Um, like, are you worried that he's not going to end up back in Dallas and we're going to be dealing with a new situation? What What's your take on that? I mean, I honestly don't. I think. I mean, it, I think it'd be real shitty for Jerry Jones to say, like, how committed he is to Dak and he's a quarterback and then turn around and pull the rug from under his feet, so to speak. Um, but I, I think I don't think landing spot really affects him much. I think he's, uh, you know, how we say, you know, certain players are matchup proof. I sure. think he, he can step into any offense and kind of produce and, and be, uh, I'm not going to say a leap, but be a productive fantasy um, and a decent quarterback in the NFL. So that don't concern me that too much, but I fully anticipate he's going to remain with Dallas. Yeah, I like it. I, uh, I'm starting to get a little bit worried as Dallas keeps losing that one of those, you know, stud rookie quarterbacks that everyone's clamoring for is going to be available when they pick. But, uh, yeah, as long as we can avoid that, I think if Dak lands in Dallas, I think he's going to be awesome. You, you've seen what he started to do. I think he was on pace for like 6,000 yards. So, um, yeah, totally agree with the, the Dak Prescott take. He, he's going to be a stud when he's back. So my nine, I've got Ryan Tannehill. Um, he's been one of those producers who I honestly can't tell how talented he really is. But when he's dropping back off of play action with Derrick Henry, I don't know that it matters when he's getting to throw to A.J. Brown. So it, it's one of those situations where He's never going to be the focal point of a defense, and he's not particularly old at this point. Um, he's still got some years left, uh, still a few years left on his contract as well, and he's been playing at a very high level since he took over the starting job in Tennessee. Yeah, um, I like Tannehill as a player. It's just, for me to rank him right now, he's so hard to gauge, especially on that team. Um, I just one week I think he's great and he looks like he can, he, he can be a future star. And then other weeks he just, he, he looks like he's sleeping out there, but I mean, you know, no arguments for me. I think the talent pool, as far as that quarterback right now is pretty deep and you you still have an influx of more quarterbacks coming in. Um, I just don't have him in my top 12, but I totally respect it. Well, uh, for me, next on my rankings, actually at the seven spot is Lamar Jackson. Um, I actually dropped him down last, uh, I'm sorry, prior to last week. Um, I'm just not seeing him throw the ball well. We saw, you know, his MVP and his, you know, record season last year. Um, I think he's hit his ceiling. I don't see him uh, progressing any more past what that was. Can he return to that? Absolutely. Uh, the receivers in that, on that team, they're just getting no work. Uh, Lamar Jackson, as far as I'm concerned, if you can sell him, sell him. Um, I'm not trying to buy Lamar Jackson and, you know, in any leagues I have, I'm trying to sell him or I'm just holding and hoping that he has a big game and then I'm going to sell him. But right now he's falling down rankings as far as I'm concerned, well, falling down my rankings, uh, pretty drastically. I mean, start of season, I think I had him at three, he's down to seven already. So for what that's worth. Oh boy, that is quite the tumble for Mr. Jackson. I'm going to that one down for next year in the preseason when we go back and actually go through draft season. Uh, okay, sorry, sorry. We were at, uh, my, I think my next quarterback was going to be Justin Herbert, actually. So back to the rookies. Um, and I'm a little bit surprised myself to have him above both Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa, but uh, I mean, I look at what he's done, and I mean, he's just been racking through these defenses um the chargers 
have decided to kind of just turn the offense over to him. He's got a huge connection with Keenan Allen, who they just locked up for a few more years. Um, I, I just I love the setup for him. He's shown he's really improved since his college tape. I think I was a little bit, um, I guess, lukewarm on him coming out in the draft. I didn't know that he necessarily had the consistency on the deep ball, um, but it seems like every week he's hitting one, um, and and it's really it's it's helping his bottom line on his stats. So uh, I've got him right there ahead of the other two rookies. Um, and frankly, I'm not. I, I think he could probably keep climbing if he keeps performing. Yeah, and it's actually interesting you say that about to keep climbing because I have him at three. Um, I'm not going to, you know, go through the other guys I have after him between him and Jackson, but I have him at three. I'm super high on Justin Herbert. Um, I, he looks good. Uh, he's tough. He takes a beating, and he actually looks like a season pro down. The guy's got a great arm, as you mentioned. They locked up Keenan Allen. Um, they have weapons. Austin Eckler came back this week. I'm interested interested to see with Austin Eckler fully healthy in this offense, how much you know how much Herbert can really work. Um, I, yeah, Justin Herbert for me is climbing. He skyrocketed up my rankings. Um, so for me, next actually at number six is Josh Allen. Um, you know, I, I would never anticipate Josh Allen being number six midseason or a little bit past midseason as far as dynasty rank. Um, but the guy's proven he can do it. He's he he's a way better thrower than Lamar Jackson. Um, he runs just or I'm sorry, he don't run as much. He scores just as much rushing touchdowns as Lamar Jackson. Uh, he just looks good in this offense. He's got a weapon in Stephon Diggs. Um, they have dual running backs who, thought, granted, haven't really produced this year. But I think moving forward in his third year, Josh Allen looks really good and looks like a must-have as far as dynasty is concerned. Yeah, I, I love it. I've actually also got Josh Allen up at six. Um, I mean, basically the the same kind of stuff you're talking about. I just I just I love what Buffalo has done setting up this offense around him. I think they've turned into one of the pass happiest offenses uh, in the entire league. Um, and then whenever they get to the goal line, I mean, honestly, I think like you kind of alluded to. Josh Allen is their goal line back. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about they get. You know, someone gets tackled at the one on a pass and, uh, oh, crap, it's, you know, now someone else is going to get the touchdown. It's it's going to be Josh Allen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he looked good today. You know what I mean? He had a rushing touchdown today as well. It's just, you know, that was a nice matchup to watch. Uh, Josh Allen versus Justin Herbert, actually. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. Uh, so if I move up to number five, I've got Deshaun Watson uh, and, you know, I don't know if I should thank Bill O'Brien for getting fired, um, but really it's it's been a revelation to see what he can do getting out from under that regime. Um, you know, if you look at the splits there, he was kind of falling down my ranks a little bit earlier in the season. Um, since Bill O'Brien's been fired, they've they've opened things back up, and Deshaun Watson has shown what he can do, uh, you know, why he was drafted where he was, um, and why fantasy players are always glad to have him on his team. Yeah, I actually have Watson at five as well. I'm right there with you. Um, and as you said, since Bill O'Brien's been fired, the, the kid has just emerged. Um, and it, it's really interesting, you know, how he's put up these numbers and plays this well and produces this much with limited role, you know, supporting role, supporting cast. Um, yeah, he has Will Fuller. He has really no tight end to make note of. Um, running backs, no running back to make note of. And there's no real secondary wide receiver outside of Brandon Cooks who – Week to week, it goes from Cooks to Cobb or, you know what I mean? So, Will Fuller's been a staple for him this season, which is good to see. But 
just think of, you know, a couple added weapons for Deshaun Watson and how far he can, how much he can reduce and how far he can rise up these rankings. Yeah, I think the, actually, that's one of the really interesting things about Deshaun Watson, um, because I actually think he's nearly capped out at five, um, just because of the lack of draft capital that Houston has left. Um, So we'll we'll see what happens when they get in their new GM and coach. Um, But I don't know, I don't know what moves they can really make at this point. So we might be seeing the best version of Deshaun Watson, but at the same time, like you kind of mentioned, he's all they've got, so... I don't expect yeah. his production to decline. No, I, I think they definitely have to try to get him something. Um, I don't know if that entails moving J.J. Watt in the offseason to get some picks, but I, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he is capped there at the five, but him being young and that young age, um, let's talk two years out, let's say, you know, like them gaining some weapons and really starting to build around him, this kid can be elite. You know what I mean? We've seen it. We've seen the way he plays. He can be elite. Uh, for me, my number four, uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, there's not much to say about Russ. The guy's produced since he's came in the league. Um, he's MVP status the last three years and running. Um, he, he was voted the number one player by his peers last year uh, in an offense where, you know, they, they got a cycle of running backs in and out. Uh, DK Metcalf has emerged. Tyler Lockett's been super um, sturdy for him for the last few years. I just – you know, Russell Wilson, a lot of people may think, oh, Dynasty, you got Russ at four. I don't care about his age. The guy's producing. It's like I said, between him and Rodgers are, you know, the two older statesmen of, of my rankings. Um, but like I said, you know, he's at threat. He's a winner. He's an MVP. He goes out there and just, you know, his attitude is great as well. So I still see Russ as a huge asset as far as Dynasty is concerned. And, you know, if you can grab him as the fourth quarterback or the fifth in some people's eyes and maybe even lower, it's definitely worth it worth it totally agree i've actually got him in the exact same spot number four um i will say he's one of those that has really risen up my ranks this year um i kind of was worried about the seahawks um since they've typically been very very run heavy um but you know they they kind of had the let russ cook campaign that seems to have broken through uh and we're seeing what he can do uh it's it's one of those things i love also hearing you, you know you mentioned dk metcalf uh and I've heard multiple times now this year about them trying to become the best quarterback wide receiver combo in history. So, um, you know, they've got it in the plans to stick together for quite some time. And frankly, you got Russell Wilson throwing to DK Metcalf. I don't know that there's many cornerbacks that can really stop that. No, for sure. hundred percent agree. So I'll go really quick. Um, cause we've already covered my number three, Lamar Jackson. So, um, I'd like to hear more about your your Justin Herbert take at number three. Um, I, I just for his age, um, and, and granted, Lamar Jackson's young as well. Um, j- just watching him play, uh, he's accurate. He's got a, a cannon. He's decisive on the field. He don't hold the ball long. He's got escapability. He's able to move. They're on a young team, or he's on a young team with with you know. Granted, some talent. You know what I mean. You got, you got guys like Hunter Henry, who I fully anticipate they're going to resign. Um, Keenan Allen, who they just resigned. Mike Williams, who is still up in here. What they're going to do? Um, they got nice running backs, as far as you know, Eckler, Kelly, uh, even guys like Jackson. And I mean, if they added Balage and, and Pope. I don't know if they stick, but um, they may need to upgrade their offensive line. They got a decent defense who's been banged up. Um, you know, I, I just think Justin Herbert. I, I think he's the 
better quarterback of the 2019 class, honestly. Um, and, you know, to think that he wasn't even their day one starter and he just got thrown into the mix after that, you know, that situation with Tyrod Tower um, without really taking any first team snaps. And, and you know, he balled out that game. And he's, I just feel like he hasn't turned back, turned around since he's just kind of worked and played and granted they're not putting wins up, but the kid looks good. Yeah. I, I'm going to find it really, really interesting to see if he actually saves Anthony Lynn's job um, just by how well he's playing despite I, um, all of the coaching failures around him. I, I'll be honest with you. I like Anthony Lynn. I respect him. I don't think it's going to work out long, much longer for him with the Chargers. Um, I mean, yeah, it's his quarterback. Well, I don't know that he had the ultimate say in taking Herbert or was the GM, but, you know, would a fresh start actually hurt Herbert? Um, you know, does he, you know, is it Lynn? You know what I mean? Is it Anthony Lynn he's playing for? Is it him coaching him up to, you know, be this player he's been? But, I know Herbert coming out, man, he dropped down draft boards, you know, not, not only the NFL side, the actual draft, but yep. even in, in, in fantasy, he dropped down boards. And um, I think in one of the leagues I'm in, in one of the, the startups I did in our rookie drafts, I think I got him like the, the 2.09 or something like that. So, holy cow! yeah, I mean, granted, that's not a super flex. It's, you know, regular one QB, but in a super flex, imagine getting Herbert as like the third or fourth quarterback off the board this, this past season. You know, you, yep. you, you pretty much hit a gold mine. Yep. That's, that's exactly what happened in all my leagues. Um, yeah. So, okay. Top two. I don't, I, I'm going to guess we don't really have a lot of disagreement here either. Um, I think this is pretty cut and dry. Uh, I've got Kyler Murray at two. Um, the kid is just showing his legs off this year, which is a nice change. Um, you know, he, he's one of those guys that every game you'll, you'll hear the announcers talk about how well he knows to slide. Um, so even though he runs a lot, I'm really not worried about his durability. And he's got the accuracy to go with it. So he's one of those quarterbacks that you don't really worry about the matchup because even if the, the passing lanes aren't there, he'll be able to make something happen with his feet. Um, and the, the rushing floor is just so nice there. And he's so young. Um, you're just you've got a, a QB one on your hands for years and years to come. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have him at two as well. Um, the guy's taking a huge leap from his rookie season to this year. Um, to actually, it's a great comparison um, for what I I see from Herbert. You know, like I, I see Herbert jumping that much more next year. You know what I mean? So um, that's a great comparison. You know, the Kyler Murray and the Justin Herbert comparison that in the rookie year able to produce and the next year be that much better. So I love Kyler Murray. He's so exciting to watch. I actually see one of the plays today um, against the, the Patriots where he's kind of falling backwards. Neither of his feet were even on the ground. He was able to make an accurate throw in stride. So I think it was Arnold to tight end. I'm not hundred percent, but you know, when you see plays like that, like, you know, it just wows you and it makes you understand how good these players really are. Uh, for me, and I believe you have the number one the same, too, because I didn't hear you mention him, but uh, Patrick Mahomes at number one, uh, there's not much to say. The guy is unbelievable. Um, he's in a great offense. Andy Reid really, you know, knows how to coach his kid up and get him to play. He's a leader out there. You see how the team reacts to him. Um, precision, uh, the unorthodox stuff, the, the escapability. He's just, I mean, if Justin Herbert is a, is a, a 10, let's say, Mahomes is a 100 like this is I see Herbert and Mahomes as the same player but I just think Mahomes is you know a bunch of steps higher still so I just think it you know it goes without saying that Mahomes is the you know the number one as far as QBs go as far as rankings for dynasty right now 
Yeah, Mahomes is, is basically just out here playing Madden on rookie mode. Um, it, it's it's just sickening to watch. Uh, <laughs> so, I like you said, there there's not much more to say. If you can get Mahomes for anything reasonable, go do it. Um, you know, he's basically locked up for life in Kansas City. Uh, so as long as Andy Reid's there, you know, the play calling will be great. And frankly, he doesn't even need Andy Reid to produce at a high level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, there's not much more you can say about Mahomes as far as the way he's played and where he's at. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. So, Nick, do you want to run through your top 12 really quick just uh, so everyone gets the order right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I'm sorry. Uh, let me just scroll back up here. I'm sorry. So, my 12 is Rodgers. My 11 is Tua. My 10 is Wentz. My 9 is Burrow. My 8 is Prescott. My 7 is Jackson. My 6 is Josh Allen. 5 to Sean Watson. 4, Russ Wilson. 3, Justin Herbert. 2, Kyler Murray. 1, Patrick Mahomes. Awesome. And my top 12, uh, I've got 12, Carson Wentz. Tua at 11. Joe Burrow at 10, then Ryan Tannehill at 9, Justin Herbert at 8, Dak Prescott at 7, Josh Allen at 6, Deshaun Watson at 5, Russell Wilson at 4, Lamar Jackson at 3, Kyler Murray at 2, and the Patrick Mahomes at number 1. So we'll take a quick pivot over here uh, and start going through our top 12 running back assets. Um, so... One, one thing I want to note for our listeners is you're going to see a lot more um, younger guys on the running backs just because they're, they fall off a cliff a lot quicker than the quarterback. So, you know, we kind of we mentioned a few of the uh, elder quarterbacks with Aaron Rodgers in this list. Um, you're probably not going to see any uh, particularly old running backs here. So, Nick, you want to go ahead and get us started off with your number 12? Yeah, sure. I'd like to. Um, so. Just something quick about this, and I don't, I don't want people to, you know, listening to this to be like, you know, lock us in on these rankings. It's just like a, an early ranking for us. It's kind of giving people a gauge because startups, believe it or not, a lot of startups do start um, January, February um, most times. So bear with us. These are going to change from podcast to podcast, which makes it exciting for us because we love to switch our rankings around. Um, but without further ado, my number 12, and it may come to a shock to a lot of people, uh, is Antonio Gibson from the Washington football team. I know people are probably like, what? What are you talking about? Um, from what I see, this kid, the kid can play. He can run between the tackles. He's goal. He's getting the goal line snaps. He can catch the ball. He runs routes. He pass blocks really well. This, team's need, this team needs a quarterback. They're a quarterback away from being, you know, producing. I mean, they got Terry McLaurin on, on, at one of their wide receiver spots. Um I don't anticipate J.D. McKissick will be there in 2021, so I think this backfield gets handed off to Antonio Gibson. Like I said, he's doing this in the NFL after a limited amount of snaps in college at the running back position. I think the kid's legit. Um, you know, he looks good. He's fast uh, at a 12 spot right now. Sure, he can drop. Sure, he can jump up. But right now, he's in my top 12. All right. That's one way to get us started. Uh so I'm going to go with a name that folks probably recognize at number 12, and that is Nick Chubb. Um, it's honestly probably going to seem a little bit low, um, but it's kind of been a perfect storm to drop him down. I, I honestly think he's probably one of the top five most talented rushers in the NFL. Um, so, so don't get me wrong. This is not a talent knock on Chubb. It, it's more of a situation while he's in Cleveland in an offense that wants to run the ball a ton. Uh, 
the presence of Kareem Hunt and the way that he is being deployed is just tanking Nick Chubb's ceiling, where I think over the last couple of weeks since Nick Chubb came back from injury, it's really been Kareem Hunt getting all of the passing work for running backs and getting a lot of the goal line work, which is really those are the touches you want your running backs to get because those are the ones where they score most of their points. Um, so that leaves Nick Chubb the the runs in between the 20s, um, which he's very, very good at, and he's always a threat to break a long one, but uh, I don't want to have to rely on that for my my stud running back. No, definitely. Uh, I have Chubb at 11 as well, so you know I think it's a great spot for him right now. Uh, as I said, you know these rankings, I'm assuming, will change at some point, uh, but it will remain to be seen. But Chubb at 11, I like it. Um, we're in agreement with it. So, yeah, um, I'm... I guess I'll move ahead and uh, just hop into my number 11 then is uh, Austin Eckler, who I'm very, very thankful has proven me right in his first game back from injury. Um, He's just a baller both ways, both running and passing, or I should say receiving. Uh, I think he had (laughs) double digit targets on his in his return game. Um, So he seems to be pairing in very nicely with Justin Herbert um, and remember, this is their first game playing together, so I would expect that that pairing to work even better moving forward. Um, so I was very, very glad to see him seamlessly re-enter the lineup. Yeah, um, I don't have Eckler in my top 12 on because the injury kind of scared me when we did these rankings, but I could totally see it. Uh, so for me, jumping up to number 10, uh, I got Aaron Jones. I haven't been able to watch any of the game tonight. Um but, you know, Aaron Jones, for me, in that offense, he just seems to be a guy who works for them. Uh, Roger seems to like him when he's on the field. He is streaky as far as, you know, play. But at any moment, the guy can have 100 yards, um, a couple, a few receptions, and a few touchdowns. I just think he's still a top 10. Uh, that'll remain to be seen, depending on what kind of weapons they may add in the offseason or what they may draft. But for now, Aaron Jones is still a top 10 running back for me in Dynasty. I've actually got him in the exact same place uh, with nearly the same rationale. Uh, I love the fact that he's tied. Well, I suppose he's not technically tied as he's uh, scheduled to be a free agent, but um, I I have confidence that they're going to end up re-signing Aaron Jones with just how good he's been the last few years. Um, He just, he fits that offense. Well, I think they'll probably end up letting Jamal Williams walk, uh, but re-sign Aaron Jones and it'll turn into a two headed monster of Jones and uh, AJ Dillon kind of moving into that kind of into the Jamal Williams role, but more of more of the short down rushing um, while letting Aaron Jones kind of absorb the pass work that Jamal Williams has been getting. So I actually at number nine have Antonio Gibson, uh, who some of you may not recognize the name. (laughs) Ha ha ha. So yeah, Nick, you, you thought you were high on him at number 12. Uh, I think the surprise for me has been how well he has held up thus far. Um, I was a little bit worried because he had really limited uh, profile of work out of college. Um, I think he only had like 70 some touches at Memphis his last year, Um, but he has shown he can handle it. Um, I mean, he just had the the breakout on Thanksgiving and uh, I just, I don't see how they don't basically turn that backfield over the rest of the way. Um, like you said, they'll they'll still keep McKissick involved in the passing game, but he's not going to be an obstacle years out. So, I yeah, I, I think the sky is the limit for Antonio Gibson. As long as his health lasts, he's going to be a centerpiece of that offense. 
I, I love it. I, somebody more balls here than me. I love it. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I'm really high on Gibson. Um, you know, like you said, he he's shown he's durable. They're a quarterback away. From, I mean, listen, if if you don't have Gibson and you're able to go get him from somebody in a dynasty league right now, you're going to have to pay for him right now. But if you are able to grab him for you know a high pick. Uh, and maybe a player, he is worth it. Um, dare I say this, and we may have to revert, revert back to this next year or the year following, I do see a Christian McCaffrey-type player in Antonio Gibson. I don't disagree, and you, you've even got the head coach that was over uh, with the Panthers, has now moved over. So I, it was it was really something to see them willing to cut Adrian Peterson right before the season. Um, that That should have been... Flag number one that they were happy with what they got in Antonio Gibson, and I mean it's just it's firing on all cylinders at this point. So I guess me and you were the uh, inaugural Antonio Gibson bandwagoners. <laughs> I hope so, man. I was, I mean, by the end of draft season, I don't know about you, I was getting him at the end of round one. Were you anywhere in that uh, range? Actually, he was in the third round. Um, the same draft I got Herbert in, uh, I was I was eyeing him up, and he got taken in the third round, in the early third round. Um, it was like the 304 to 305, something like that. I, but I was eyeing him. Um, I was reluctant, though, because of his limited work that he had at Memphis in college. Uh, you know, I was a little skeptical. But, yep. you know, these are the players we look for now coming out of college. He's explosive, big play players. And, I mean, he's actually kind of proved us wrong because I haven't seen any really big plays like that. But, he, I mean, he just he flashes like, you know, he's running and you know, 10 yards, 15 yards, 20 yarders, you know, touchdowns in, in, in the, at the goal lines. He, he's phenomenal. I mean, I, you know, I, I really respect you having him at nine, to be honest with you. So I'll have to give you all the credit when he uh, breaks out next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, moving along here, I'm sorry, I could, you know, rambling on, but number nine for me is Josh Jacobs. Um, I kind of had him up a little higher, but um, recently, I don't know how to take Josh Jacobs right now. Uh, beginning of the season, I thought he could be kind of like that Derrick Henry type running back. You know, like you're not going to see a lot of receptions out of him, but he's going to be a workhorse. Uh, he's going to get all the goal line. There's nobody there to challenge him for the job or to take touches away from as far as the running back position goes. Um, that said, he hasn't had a huge year, um, but he's young. Uh, he's the only real running back worth noting on the Raiders, and John Gruden seems to love him, so he's still a top 10 for me. He could definitely climb that depending on how he finishes out the season. But um, for now, I dropped him down two spots. Um, there's actually a guy up here. You're going to wonder why he's there, but uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. All right. Um, so I will say I I've, I've, don't have Josh Jacobs in my top 12, but he is one of those guys that's like right on the fringe. Um, you know, He's one of those names that you feel like I should probably have him ranked in there somewhere, but I just I liked the other guys a little bit better. Um, yeah, it's it's been a little bit. I wish he was more involved in the passing game, and it does seem like he's he's pretty game script dependent. When the Raiders aren't winning, he's just not putting up big games. So, yeah, it's uh, been a little bit of a disappointment because I did have him kind of in the the kind of high to mid single digits coming into the season, and he's kind of slipped there. Um, but at number eight, I've got a running back comp that you mentioned there, Derrick Henry, um, and. You know, some people are going to see the game that he just put up today and uh, think he should probably be a little bit higher. Um, and he's always a threat for these huge games, but uh, he is a little bit older. Um, 
got some wear and tear on him from his running style, and he's just not as involved in the pass game as some of the other guys on the list, which uh, as we've moved to basically PPR being the standard at this point, um, all of my rankings are going to be PPR based, and that's going to be a little bit of a knock for Henry. Yeah, definitely. I have him in the same spot uh, at number eight. And, and like you said, he, he's capped because of the PPR, you know, um, you know, default, so to speak. Um, uh, still, you see what he does today. You think to yourself, my God, I, could, I don't care if he catches a pass. You know, the guy's a monster. But I think eight's a great spot for him going forward in Dynasty, whether it's PPR, you know what I mean, or not. I think it's a, you know, solid spot. He is getting up there in age. He's got a lot of wear and tear. But, um, you know, no disagreement for me with Henry Darity. Uh, for me, this is the guy that's kind of controver- controversial for me. Um, I have Miles um, Sanders at number seven. Uh, no, it's not because I'm a homer and I'm an Eagles fan. I just see Sanders and I see what he's capable of doing. Um, to me, Miles Sanders is like that. Uh, let me see. who He's a Saquon Barkley. He, he's a Saquon 2.0, so to speak. I mean, they both went to Penn State. Um, I think he's. It's the play calling. It's Doug Peterson. He's not getting the ball in this guy's hands enough. Carson Wentz can't get him the ball. Um, but I think if they rectify that, I, I do believe Miles Sanders can be a top six, top seven uh, dynasty running back. Okay, I'm going to warn you not to do any drafts with me. Um, I've actually got him up at number six. <laughs> oh, so, sorry if, if we have, end up drafting in this offseason and I scoop uh, Sanders and Gibson from you. I, I'm sorry in advance. Well, I know I got a leap on Gibson now. <laughs> so, uh, my seven is actually going to be DeAndre Swift, um, another one of the rookies, um, pretty highly touted out of this draft class, finally starting to get a little bit more run with the Lions um, and hearing the coaching news um, with Matt Patricia getting fired. I would kind of expect them to. Uh, it'll either go one of two ways. They'll either kind of protect DeAndre Swift the rest of the year um, and just kind of get him ready for next year, um, or they'll really unleash him and, and let him, let's see what we've got kind of situation. So either way, the future is super bright for DeAndre Swift. Um, it was really disappointing that his first game ended with a dropped game-winning touchdown, um, and I think that really soured the taste in a lot of people's mouths, but... Uh, his role has been pretty solid and growing throughout the season. Um, and he's just, he's one of those talents where I, I think he was probably the most talented rookie running back. Um, and it was just kind of the landing spot that had held him back in my perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't have Swift in my top 12. Again, these, these rankings are going to get adjusted throughout, you know, as we conclude the 2020 season. Um, but no arguments. I love Swift. I, I think going forward, um, he will jump into the top 12 as far in my rankings. It's nice to see he's already there for you. I think the coaching change will help him. Uh, it sucks he sustained that concussion and didn't play on Thanksgiving. I would have liked to see him play on Thanksgiving. Um, you know, be on a nationally televised game to get to see more of him. But, you know, I love Swift going forward. Uh, he's a local guy for us. He's from the Philadelphia area. So, you know, want to see him do good and do great. And like you said, you know, he's capable of catching the ball at a background in PPR formats. He's definitely worth it. Uh, so for me, my my number six here um, is Clyde Edwards Um I wasn't high on him coming in. I thought it was BS, you know, where people were taking him. I was letting everybody else take him. I was like, I don't really want no parts of him. 
Um, under even understanding the offense he plays in and, and you know the weapons surrounding him and the, who his quarterback is, I just was worried about his between the tackle. But he's kind of proved me wrong, and he looks good. Um, he looks solid. He's young, um, and and I still don't think they're using him to the capacity that they're going to in the future. Um, so for for me at number six, Clyde Edwards Hilaire for a dynasty running back, he may even jump up to be honest with you. Please don't hate me for my running back picks. <laughs> I've actually got him at five as well. Uh, so I think I know who the uh, the one that you've got somewhere ahead of these guys is. Um, so we'll, we'll have to discuss that when we get there. Okay. Uh, but so what, why don't you go ahead and give us your five as well? But uh, I, I agree on Clyde. He's uh, he's looked good. He's looked elusive. Um, he hasn't necessarily put up huge numbers this year, but the situation is just so so good. I mean, and that's my thing. It's like he hasn't put up huge numbers, and I believe he's still a top 15 running back in, as far as fantasy is concerned. So, um, you know, that's something to look forward to is if you have him or if you can grab him. It's definitely, you know, a plus. All right, so for me, we're heading into my top five here at number five, and only because of the injury is Saquon Barkley. Um, I still think this guy is he, – he's the only – one of the only guys that can contend with McCaffrey for that one spot. Uh, went healthy. I'd love to see him healthy and out there um, on this Giants team and producing. Uh, he's still young. The injuries do concern me, but the guy's a, a reception monster. He can run between the tackles, gets the goal line work. I just hope he comes back healthy. Yeah, I I am totally with you. Um, he's one of my favorite running backs to watch, um, which is saying a lot as a Hawkeye fan and seeing him just destroy my team in college. <laughs> Uh, I still think one of his most popular photos out there is of him hurtling one of our defenders, which just hurts me every time I see it. But uh, yeah, I, I actually uh, have him up at number four as well. Um, and yeah, he's one of those backs that I actually think probably has a bigger ceiling than people realize with uh, Jason Garrett up there uh, doing the play calling now. Because um, you basically think about what we've thought about Ezekiel Elliott uh, in prior years, um, that's the play calling that Saquon Barkley is going to get when he's healthy. So, you know, if they get inside the five, fully expect the Giants to just pound it in with Saquon. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you want to jump to four or did you want me to keep going? Uh, so Saquon is actually my four. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. So you want me to do four then? My yep. four, uh, uh, for me, my number four is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, and I dropped him down from three at just one spot only because of the season he's been having and the fumbling issues. Now, I don't know if that's a product of them missing Dak Prescott, um, you know, having a newer coach coming in or, or the decimated offensive line they've kind of had. So I dropped him down one spot. Um, for me, Zeke's been a top three running back the last two years, maybe three years. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, I'm a little skeptical heading in, but I'm still trying to stay positive if I do own him, that he's still, he's still capable of producing on this team. And, no, I think a healthy Dak Prescott, if he returns, and with the weapons they have on the outside, that Zeke can return to prominence. And there it is. That's that's where the other shoe is going to drop. Um, he's the other one I've got outside of my top twelve, um, wow. which is yeah, it, it sounds a little bit crazy, um, but here's my rationale. Um, this is not the same Ezekiel Elliott that we are used to. Uh, He's not hitting any of the explosive runs. I think he, I think he has what one run of twenty yards this year, and I'm pretty sure he fumbled on that play. Um, we've seen an increase in his fumbles this year, which I mean that's not really a concern for me um, overall. But I don't like to see the trend 
on the way up. I'd like to see that kind of level out here in the last half of the year. Um, but what really concerns me is the contract situation. Um, they are paying a ton of money to the running back position right now, are the Cowboys. Um, we we just, just talked about Dak Prescott's potential contract. Um, they're going to need to find money somewhere. And frankly, we've seen Tony Pollard be more efficient this year. Um, so I would not at all be surprised if in the next year or two we see Zeke kind of just cut loose by the Cowboys. Um, and his situation on the Cowboys is really what has made him so so valuable over the last few years. So if that's in jeopardy and he's already starting to struggle, I just I can't justify ranking him ahead of guys that I am more excited about. Um, you know, like the the Derrick Henrys, the Antonio Gibsons, the Aaron Jones. Um, where I just I feel more secure about their situations, uh, you know. Even though some of them don't have necessarily the contract certainty that Zeke does, uh, I don't think any of them are putting their teams in cap trouble the way that Zeke is. Yeah, uh, definitely a very interesting uh, take, and I, I appreciate that. Like I love takes like that. Um, so you kind of see like a girly, a Todd Gurley type situation with Zeke in the next year or two. I do. Know? Yep. It's interesting. You know, I haven't looked at that yet. Um, I'm kind of a little depressed knowing that because I have him in two of my major dynasty leagues. So I may have to look to start unloading them in those leagues is what you're telling me, huh? Yeah, hopefully uh, he's still got that name brand value for you. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, so it's up to you, I think, for yep. your three. Yep, your so four. my three is uh, going to be Alvin Kamara. So honestly, I would have him even higher but we're getting to see what life after Drew Brees is going to look like. Um, and I don't like it as much as I have liked it with Drew Brees. <laughs> so he is going to end up at three instead of uh, even higher on this list. Um, but I do think he is probably one of the top two most talented backs on these lists. Um, I, I just I love his talent. I frankly love his game, being able to catch the ball, just being a, a run after the catch threat everywhere. And when he's needed to, he is capable of running between the tackles. So, yeah, he ranks in as my RB3. Yeah, um, I actually, I'm just going to hit on him quick, but because um, I have him at two. Um, but I like what you said there about life after Drew Brees, and it doesn't look real promising right now. Hopefully that changes if you own him. Um, the reason I still have him at two, like I said, I didn't really adjust my rankings yet. But if I were to digest today's game, he definitely drops down out of the two spot for me. So that being said, I have him at two. My number three is Dalvin cook. Um, I love Dalvin cook. I don't know, you know what it is. Every time I watch the guy, I get excited, watch him. I love that. He, you know, he don't shy away from contact. He's capable of catching the ball out of the backfield. My only concern with Dalvin cook. And I know people are going to say, you know, it doesn't exist. He's injury prone. And yes, that does exist. Um, I'm sorry. If you're injured in college, you're injured in pros, and you're, you stay consistently injured. And it sucks to see that with Dalvin Cook because he's so exciting to watch play football. But that being said, even with the injuries, I still have him in the top three. I don't know how yep. you feel about that, but I'm interested to hear it. I, I like it. I, so we've basically just flipped uh, Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara because I've got Cook up at two. Um, basically, ev- exactly what you just said. Um, you know, my favorite ability for running backs is durability and availability and unfortunately dalvin cook hasn't necessarily shown that which is what's really keeping him out of the top spot um but when he's in the lineup i mean they are committed to running the ball he is super talented um and you just know what you're getting so 
yep, he's, he's clocking in at number two for me. Um, and it sounds like our, our number one is going to be the same with Christian McCaffrey. So I'm not sure how much time we really need to spend on that. The dude is just electric. Um, so, you know, he can do it through the air and on the ground. Yeah, there's not much to say about McCaffrey. If if you're playing fantasy and you don't know about Christian McCaffrey, you should probably stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, so I'll run through my top 12 quick um, just to let everyone get the order right. Uh, and then I'll let Nick do the same. So at 12, I had Nick Chubb. 11 was Austin Eckler. Number 10 was Aaron Jones. Number 9 was Antonio Gibson. Number 8 was Derrick Henry. Number 7 is DeAndre Swift. 6 is Miles Sanders. Clyde Edwards-Elair at 5. Saquon at 4. Kamara at 3. Cook at 2. And McCaffrey at 1. I like it well. I like the Gibson. I might have to move him up just to, so that we can compete and not know where the other one's taking him at in the draft. In case, we, <laughs> in case we have a We Know Fantasy Dynasty startup league this offseason. Oh, it's uh, so for me, um, my running backs right now currently ranked uh, number 12, Antonio Gibson, number 11, Nick Chubb, number 10, Aaron Jones, number 9, Josh Jacobs, number 8, Derrick Henry, number 7, Miles Sanders, number 6, CEH, also known as Clyde Everett's Elair, number five, Saquon Barkley, number four, Ezekiel Elliott. I know he's not in your top 12, but I still have him up there at four. Uh, number three, Dalvin Cook, number two, Alvin Kamara, and number one, CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Like it. Very solid list. 